842, 18 before 9, Tommy Tucker, WWL, day two of the special session in Baton Rouge to deal with Louisiana's insurance crisis for homeowners. Benjamin Albright joins us, Vice President of the Independent Insurance Agents of Louisiana, to talk about it. How you doing, Benjamin? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for your time. Let, let me ask you this, just about the insurance industry uh, in general, and maybe a lot of people don't know this. So you can be an agent for an insurance company like a State Farm agent or an Allstate agent, and that is, in essence, like buying a franchise or something? Uh, it varies whether it's a franchise model or something similar, but you can be what's called a captive agent, which means that you represent one individual company. State Farm is a great example of that. Or you can be what's called an independent agent, and those are the members that I represent, where you represent a ton of different companies, some of them 50, 70, 100 different companies, and you can shop the market to try to find the best price for your customers, which is uh, policyholders, both individuals and businesses. So you can sell or independent agents can sell State Farm or Allstate or those kind of things? Uh, sometimes all states, State Farm is exclusively a captive agency model, so they do not use our independent agents as part of their distribution channel. Uh, Liberty Mutual, Travelers, some of those guys that you see advertisements for Progressive, those are all companies that use independent agents for their distribution. I was wondering about that. So pretty much if you see a building and a name on it, that that's, means they're going to be a, uh, what do you call it, uh, captive? Is that the phrase? Captive yeah, is that so, what you said? So Right. So if it's um, if it's like a State Farm agent, they'll they'll usually advertise themselves as, you know, Jimmy Orso, State Farm agent in Baton Rouge, mm -hmm. whereas an independent agency will be usually a name. It's a, a lot of them are family owned. So it'll be the Albright agency in Baton Rouge. And okay. they won't advertise a specific company's name. Is is one of more advantage to the consumer than the other? Uh, they both have their advantages. Obviously, the independent agent's advantage is that they represent a ton of different companies and they can shop your uh, account for the best possible price. But the captive agents also, you know, they represent one product, and if that product fits, it fits really well. Um, so, for instance, State Farm has a great niche in small business and homeowners, and they write that very well, but they're not going to really be able to help you on a lot of large accounts uh commercial accounts and those kinds of things because they just don't have a market for that so shop around and use you know look at an independent agent look at some captive agents and try to find the best deal for you well i just want a little context on that so let's talk about what's going on in baton rouge did anything happen day one uh other than committee hearings or is any prog uh, progress being made on this yeah, so there's some procedure that they have to go through. Um, they have to gavel in, and the bill has to be read into the House of Origination before they can really do anything on it. So the first committee meeting will, where they'll actually hear the bill will be here in a little over an hour. So representing all of these insurance companies, what are you hearing from the company? Will these incentives work? Are you happy with the way this bill is written, the uh, independent insurance agents of Louisiana? So, uh, again, I do represent agents, not companies directly, right. um, but we we think that the bill is close to being written very well. Um, there are a few tweaks that we are suggesting, and we think we, you know, may, just based on some conversations with legislators, we may be able to amend. 
Um, for instance, the way that it's written right now, the financial requirements for insurance companies are very tight, and we worry that that will prevent companies from actually being able to take advantage of the program. But by and large, we think that the program is a good idea. Um, it is a very tough time in the insurance industry. Insurance companies have lost $13 billion in homeowners in this state since Hurricane Katrina. Um, so it's not like they're making a ton of money. And then at the same time, reinsurance, which is basically insurance for insurance companies, has tightened up significantly. There's about 11% less in the entire world this year than there was last year. And so companies are having to be much more strategic with how they deploy their capital. And we need to be able to convince insurance companies that Louisiana is a good place for them to deploy their capital, or we're just not going to get companies to write in the short term. So when you and say... That's really what we need to think of this as, is a short-term fix. There needs to be other pieces to fix the problems long-term, but in order to get relief to policyholders right now, this is one of the very best things we can do. When you say financial restrictions, are you talking about um, capitalization or the, the requirements as the bill is currently written and the changes you want to see? So um, what it says essentially is that you have to be a um, – there, there are ratings organizations. AM Best is the one that rates large insurance companies, and Demotech is the one that rates – rate small insurance companies. And the way it's written currently, 50% of the funds that are going to go out have to be from an AMBES rated carrier, which means it has to be from a large, probably national carrier. And there's just not that many of them that still do business in our state. So that means you're restricting the amount of grants that you can reasonably give to the um, companies that are most likely to come into the state in the short term which, again, is what we're really aiming for with this type of legislation. Is there a problem with solvency on the other end of that? Well, that is something that we also would like to see addressed in the bill. And fortunately, the base language that they put forward does include extra requirements for the Department of Insurance to monitor the solvency. Mm -hmm. They've always done a pretty good job of looking at how much capital a company has because that's what they've been charged with doing by the law. But they, it also encourages them to look at reinsurance stress testing. So reinsurance, like I said, is insurance for insurance companies, and pretty much every company buys it, and it's a huge part of how they manage their risk if a hurricane blows. And the department has not historically looked at that real carefully, and they are being encouraged in this law to do so which I think is a, a good step forward. I would presume that's the same as stress, uh, stress testing for a lending institution. What if this happens, then what? Exactly. It's a bunch of computer models that say if a Cat 4 storm like this hits right on New Orleans where you have the biggest part of your book, as a random example, um, what would happen? You know, Are you able to absorb that loss given the contract that you have with your reinsurance companies and the capital that you have on hand? And it models that out, but they have to run a ton of different scenarios because obviously there's a, a, a million different ways that it could happen. Before the last few years, nobody would have expected four storms in two years. And so you have to run models on all of that, um, which is time-consuming but important work. So I was talking to the insurance commissioner yesterday. You know, somehow Band-Aid approach has been uh, some, uh, I guess, in a way, become a pejorative phrase, Benjamin. But, you know, I think they sell like 42 million Band-Aids a year. So apparently there's a need for them in a time and a place. But we're going to take a break. We come back. I'd like to go beyond this Band-Aid approach and ask you, what would 
what, what would be the long-term solution to this? Because it is, and I've said this repeatedly, a Rubik's Cube because you got to have companies that are solvent and willing to write. It has to be profitable for them, but then again, it has to be affordable as well. And I don't know how you balance all of those things. It seems to me, and I'm just a layman here, that the only thing that's going to fix this is if the good Lord, nature, whatever, blesses us with years of no storms, maybe five, ten years. But I'll get your take on it when we come back. We're talking to Benjamin Albright, Vice President of the Independent Insurance Agents of Louisiana, about the special session that's underway in the homeowner's insurance crisis. 8.50 and a half. That's time for traffic on WWL. 855 5 till 9, Tommy Tucker, WWL. We've been talking extensively about the homeowner's insurance crisis that's facing Louisiana homeowners and uh, the special session, day two today. Benjamin Albright is our guest vice president of the Independent Insurance Agents of Louisiana. And Benjamin, I was talking about it being a Rubik's Cube before, and it, and it really is. If I'm saying anything wrong, please correct me, but it has to be profitable for insurance companies, but yet it has to be affordable for homeowners. And the Benjamin and Tommy insurance company would be great if we just had to collect premiums and not pay claims. That's where the problems come in. And some are saying this is a Band-Aid approach, and the insurance commissioner talked about the importance of the timing with this special session with the purchase of reinsurance and the time span for that that happens, as I understand it, in the spring to early summer. So with all that being said, what are your thoughts on a long-term solution to this? Because I, I said it before the break, the only thing I can see is five to ten years without a storm. But you tell me. Well, to be completely honest with you, there's some truth to that. I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of a component of fortune or nature or whatever you want to call it. Because as we all in Louisiana know better than most, a hurricane is a completely unstoppable force to some extent. There's always going to be some damage. But that doesn't mean there's not anything that we can do. There are some things that we can and need to do, um, the first of which is to reduce the cost of claims. And the best way to do that is to build better and stronger over the long term. Um, part of that will be building codes. The new building code went into effect January 1 of this year. Um, so new homes and uh, rebuilds. And, what what does that call for, Benjamin? Off. If I can jump in, what does that call for? What is that going to look like? So there's a lot of very specific stuff about how you strap on your roof to the frame of the house, um, the nail pattern that they use, how many nails you use per shingle. It's very specific, um, and there's a lot of different standards out there. Ours just took a significant upgrade, especially in Tier 1, there's also a standard out there called Fortified, which is kind of the gold standard right now for the best way you can build your home to prevent damage from wind and these types of things. Um, and it's a very rigorous standard that involves you have to tape the um, sheetrock, I mean, not the sheetrock, the um, plywood on top of the house underneath the shingles so that if even if the shingles leak, Hopefully it doesn't get past the plywood. Mm -hmm. I, it's it's all there's a ton of really specific pieces to it, but it, it in the end will drive down the cost of claims because if we can keep the roof on the house, obviously that's the biggest thing that we can do to drive down claims costs during a hurricane. And during the last legislative session, the um, legislature passed the Fortified Homes Incent Grant Program, where a policy or a homeowner can get a grant if they're going to replace the roof on their house they can potentially get a grant 
to um, build to the fortified standard instead of to the base building standard, which is more expensive, but it will be better in the long term from a claim standpoint, and they can get some money to help defray that cost. The problem is that it was not during the last session. So that's one thing that we will be encouraging the legislature to do this year to help try to encourage people to build better and prevent claims in the future. Do we somehow, Benjamin, have to reset the press the reset button when it comes to plaintiffs' attorneys and claims against insurance companies? And look, I think the insurance companies in a lot of cases brought it on themselves, but now instead of claims adjusters, you got attorneys involved with claims adjusters with maybe people expecting more than the insurance should pay or has to pay. Your thoughts on that quickly, 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely a part of the problem. There are some really specific details that we need to fix, but we also need to just be able to rein in the culture of, um, you know, get a check, or if there's a hurricane claim, you get a check. There, the, the contract says what it says, and we need to abide by that contract rather than every claim being litigated to some extent. And that is absolutely exacerbating the problem. Hey, I appreciate your time, Benjamin. I hope you come back. And talk to us about insurance. Benjamin Albright, Vice President of the Independent Insurance Agents of Louisiana. When we come back, we'll talk to Joe Geruso about fighting crime, search for a new NOPD chief, and more. A lot coming up. Stay with us. WWL.